The Porkopolis is upon us, Moon Goons. We watched Pork Chop, Pork Chop 2, Pork Chop 3D, and we're finishing it with Pig Girl. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome back to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton, with me, my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this fine, fine summer's day? It is a beautiful day, and I spent it inside watching Pig Girl. Pig Girl, that's true. We did Pig Girl, the spinoff of the Pork Chop series done by Razor, Razor Sharp Productions, written and directed by Eamon Hardiman. Uh... This movie, oh boy, we got a lot to say about it. But uh, first, we got some stuff we want to cover up. First of all, I want to uh, acknowledge a email I got from a listener named Todd Brown, who gave us a re- sent us a request to do a movie. Oh, really? And I I was a little hesitant to get back to him, and not because I, I didn't want to talk to you or anything. It's like uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to fuck that guy. No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, the movie suggested. The problem is this: it's actually a good movie. Ah. And I love the movie. It's a great movie. Uh, the movie's called Cooties. I'm, a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, it It's bonkers. It's ridiculous, but it's so much fun to watch. It's really good. It's got Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson in it, and they're basically killing kid zombies, and it's awesome. That being said, yeah, we can have a lot of fun talking about it and reviewing it, but it kind of goes against what we do. Like It's a good movie. So I'm hesitant to say, yeah, we're going to do that one because we got so much else coming down the pipeline right now, and that's it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. So... I don't want to say I, – I really hate to say, no, we're not going to do your suggestion because I never want to do that, but I just don't know. Like, it's a – Todd Brown, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Like, it's it's awesome. It's a great movie. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, I can't believe you haven't seen it. You I'm know, sorry, You like yeah. Elijah Wood, too. I know you don't – I don't know why you haven't seen that movie. Oh, shut up, man. Don't tell anybody about that Elijah Wood thing. <laughs> stop. We had that, like, uh, under wraps. Man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically a bunch of kids in a school coming out like a zombie virus, and the teachers have to go around killing them. It's it's awesome. It's a great movie. Cool. Um, so I highly recommend watching it. Uh, but I, we may not get to that one, Todd. I'm sorry. It just like I said, it goes against what we do here. We yeah. do like shitty shit movies, and we that's do the worst. Like, the worst. We we in the occasional we come across some gems, and when we do, we like to tell people about them. Yeah, but no, we don't know their gems going into. It. We just kind of stuff like, oh, that turned out to actually be good. Right. We don't pick out good ones going in most of the time. Um. Anyway, that said, uh, like I said, we may may not do it. I don't know, but I want to at least acknowledge your uh, suggestion and, and give you know talk about that on air first, so we can kind of clear it up. All right, moving on to Pig Girl. This movie was released March eleventh of two thousand fourteen, right on the heels of the other the rest of the series. Uh, like I said, this is a spinoff of the Pork Shop franchise and Pork Shop trilogy. Um, like I said, uh, it is written and directed by Eamon Hardyman again. He did like the whole rest of the series. Yeah, and if it's it's like I, we might not go over a whole bunch of his stuff because we've done Pork Chop, Pork Chop, yeah. Pork Chop 3D. We talk about his credits and what he's done. Yeah, a lot. Like, like yeah. so, he's done a lot of other stuff. Um, I will say though, 
from a Ryan perspective, I do think this one may be the best written of all four of them. I kind of think there's some there are some scenes in this that I really enjoyed thoroughly. I thought the writing was like pretty solid. Um, but you know that's just my opinion. Aaron's looking at me like I'm a fucking crazy person right now. You so. are a crazy person. <laughs> uh, uh, even though it's which is funny because I know they had a ton of problems. They had like well, we'll get to that later in the, in the eyes and dance. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff about this movie that I got. Uh, right, the cast we have Missy Dawn coming back. She was in Pork Chop 3D. Uh, she plays Pig Girl uh, in this along with a character named Rain. Uh, again, she's also a. a Eamon Hardyman guy, girl, actor. She's been in a lot of his other movies as well. Uh, and then we also have Brandy Mason coming back. Now, she you, she wasn't in the Pork Chop series, but she was in Don't Fuck in the Woods, if you remember that one. Yes. She was the opening scene girl with the great tits to fucking the tent scene. Yeah. Uh, and she's back in this, basically in the same role. Yeah. For the most part. And I was like, hey, I think I recognize those I tits. recognize those titties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's back. Um, she, like I said, she was in uh, Don't Fucking Woods and then Plan 9, which is a remake of that god-awful famous Plan 9 from our space movie. Yeah. And then she's also currently filming a movie called Echo Lake Massacre, which sounds like a gem. I can't wait to see that one. Right in our wheelhouse. Yep. We'll uh, probably see her boobs in that one, too. Probably. Sweet. <laughs> no, no, no problem here. Uh, no, no, no. Those are one beautiful, beautiful tits that belong in, like, the boob smithsonian or something like that if there is such a thing they would be preserved and admired yes <laughs> <laughs> they belong in a museum <laughs> uh and of course we have a we have a lot of returning regulars from the series and different you know same same actors but different roles we have like kenny bass scott Gregg, stephen hensley who was mr robinson in the previous two yep uh elvis mccomas comes back he was bobby in part two and dave the urban-minded white guy in part three <laughs> <laughs> um, Angela Pritchard comes back, Sam Qualiana, and Vincent Renfield, and then of course Eamon Hardyman himself makes an appearance in this movie as well. So with that said, let's um, we'll move on to the movie proper. Uh, the movie, like I said, we open on a, a dark night with full moon, and we join up with this couple camping out in the woods, and the guy is like, you know, telling this, his girl about the legend of pork chop. Yep. So we're kind of going right back. So- but I'm kind of glad they do that. They're just it's you got to establish what's going on because if someone's just watching this for the first time, you got to touch base on Porkchop. Well, pretty much, I mean, everybody does. I mean, you look at every like Friday Thirteenth movie. There's always like a scene like, oh, you know, Jason. Vo- oh, I mean, the guy who drowned the leg. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad they did that. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um. So she's getting upset over the fact that he brought her out here to the camp of like the the place of like unknown psycho C- slasher killer. killer yeah. Has been. And, and he's, but she relaxes a little bit. He's like. Don't worry, he's dead. You know, he he is dead. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's got his daddy's gun. Yeah, and he's like, he doesn't look at his word anymore, and I got my gun. So he, um, but but as soon as she does kind of relax a little bit, he she he hits her with the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, his daughter now is out, is now out here looking for victims. Yeah. So, so, like, he's what? dead. Don't worry. But his daughter's also killing a lot of people, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's no, still at large. Uh, so I distraught this, but, you know, like you said, I have the gun, shows her the gun, and then she's like, oh, okay, and they just start making out. Yeah. Okay, you got a gun. <laughs> yeah. Do me. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happens. Um, and then we get, like, this static time-lapse shot of, like, the dark night sky and all these clouds passing, you know. And then we go back to the couple. They're making out in the tent, and I was like, it made me think, I don't know, I had a sign on this. It just made me think that 
how many hours passed during that stag night shot, and they're still making out. Did time pass, or was that just a shot they wanted to throw up there? Like, look what we can do now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like that hours would have passed, and they're, right. still, and they're still in the tent, like, making out on their knees. Like, that would be, my knees would be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> my knees. I know. It's kind of a weird shot, because it, it's, when you have a shot like that, it basically represents the passing of time. Yeah, it's exactly what that does. It's a transition. And I thought it was going to, you were going to wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought, and then all of a sudden, they're in the woods just doing it and I'm like yeah huh? they're not even in the woods they're in their tent well, yeah, the yeah. Tent. you know what I mean yeah so finally after like hours of making out she finally just rips <laughs> off her sweater uh and again we see the big beautiful titties beautiful they fuck in the tent and then outside we see someone sneaking around the tent pulling up all the tent spikes or stakes whatever you want to call them uh and then that same person grabs the tent like a corner of the tent and starts dragging it with the people inside which Bullshit, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That would be so hard and weigh so much to try to drag a tent with two full-grown adults inside. So let's just be generous and say it's 300 pounds. Yeah. the boy's a pretty big boy. Yeah. But, you know, he, he looks like a good-sized guy. Yeah, and she's so, maybe a buck 20. But let's be generous and just say 300 pounds. Yeah. So dragging 300 pounds, well, you know what? If that If that... Camp material, the camp tent material, the tent material is nice and slick, and there's some leaves on the ground. You might not have that lot of lot of friction. I don't know. I, I have a problem with this because I don't because remember way back when we did Mother's Day, it was something very similar. We had that those hillbilly killers. They dragged off two girls tied up like in a sleeping bag behind them. Yeah, but they drugged them for like what could have been miles. I agree with that. But he had Here, like they're dragging feet. A mere I, matter. You're right, but I'm just saying this. It's the same principle, though. Like, and he had like one girl, like one sleeping bag in each hand, like dragging a, two sleeping bags behind him. Uh, yeah, I get, you. I get what you're saying. So I don't know. So she basically drags the tent over uh, on top of the campfire. On top of the campfire, <laughs> which causes the tent to erupt into flames. Oh, you mean erupt into flames? <laughs> or do you mean like slightly simmer? <laughs> <laughs> Because this shot is horrible. Yeah, it's this not a very good shot. Shot is so bad. You see, so basically they were drug onto the fire, and the two start screaming. Ah! Close ups of their face. They're they're peeling the skin off their face. I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? But then I'm kind of looking at the screen, and there's this like CG computer graphic craptacular fire yeah, at it's the like bottom. The fire's like in the foreground. They're behind it, so. Uh... Yeah, and they're screaming and supposed to be burning alive. Um, again, a problem I have problems with this. Like one, uh, I already covered the fact that I didn't think Pig would be strong enough to drag two people in a tent over the fire. Plus, I'm pretty sure if you drag two people in a big tent over a small fire, I'm pretty sure the fire would just be smothered. Yeah, you just put it, it out. You just put the fire out. Like, <laughs> this isn't like a roaring campfire. No, you know? it's like it's like embers at best yeah. at this point. Um, <laughs> it was really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, really bad. And this is disappointing because we've seen what they can do. I mean, they got a shoestring budget. Bless you. Yeah, we've seen me. what they can do. We've seen the special effects they have capabilities of, and this was just. Huh? Yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, I agree, I agree. This and then swing the fact, and a miss. The other fact is, if you like, just want to be scientific about it, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, one of the tent wouldn't catch fire that quickly. They'd have time to get out. And then, also, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, like, tents nowadays are probably, like, fire-retardant material. Very much so. Very much, because you're, you're camping next to campfires, and right. that's what you do, so you have to be flame-retardant. Uh, and this thing just goes up like fucking tiddlywinks or and something. This isn't like, like an old tent. This is like a not a new Coleman yeah, it's like, yeah, tent it's or like whatever. A brand new tent. 
So anyway, the couple inside begin to melt from the heat yeah. pretty much instantaneously. There's no, like, slowly burning erosion. It's just, they're melting. Yeah, it... It's like they drink the Tenafly Vipers and, and they're just melting away. I, I like the uh, street trash call back <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, like that one? Nice. Uh, so the guy's face is melting off, and we see the skin on, on the girl's hand like melt away down I'm to the so bone. I'm so confused by that, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, call bullshit on that because it's just no way that happens so quickly. That It's no way does that happen that fast. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But at the same time, I kind of loved it. What? I kind of loved it. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so ridiculous. It made me love it. It's. I agree. It's so bad. It's so ridiculous. But I didn't love it. I wasn't very happy. I'm like, <laughs> so. Uh, but again, makes what makes it even more ridiculous is that when we're looking at her hand melting, it's just her one hand. It's just like her yeah, left hand. Yeah. Her entire body, face, head, hair, completely fine. Everything's just fine. Just her one hand just, is like, yeah, my one hand. <laughs> yeah. She's just peeling off the skin of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> so they die as Pig Girl stands there watching the burn roll the opening crest. Snorting away. Yeah. Uh, after the crash, we're taken to like this suburbs or like you know some little small town. Where we meet our main character, Casey, who's played by Elvis McComas. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, yeah. but the music that they chose in the opening credits, the opening scene, it's a big change from the other Porkchop movies. Yeah, the, the music pork, in this one is a big the change. The other Porkchop movies are like, hey, it's Rockabilly, it's kind of fun, we're going to have some fun, watch a crappy movie. And this one, it's like ominous. It's like stock dramatic, dun, 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 kind of like, you know, dramatic music with the, you know... Cheap violins and huh. you know piano music. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big switch. I guess it's um, it's hard to describe. I don't know. I'm having okay. trouble describing it. But yeah, I was I was a little disappointed. All right, all right. Uh, like I said, uh, Casey's played by Elvis, Elvis McComas, and we also meet his mother and the stepfather, who is played by Kenny Bass. Like I said, Kenny Bass was in part uh, part using three part three as he was the main drunken bounty hunter in that movie. Oh, awesome. For anybody that, <laughs> okay, anybody yeah. who actually saw the movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, Casey's mother comes in and says, says, forces him to go camping with his stepfather as some form of punishment because, like, you dropped out of college, so now I'm forcing you to go camping with your stepfather. Yeah, that was really strange. It was a weird punishment. I could. They just should, she should have said it's a bonding moment. Yeah, like, it was weird. Uh, and it's like, and you spent too much time with your sexual deviant friends, and uh, and I find it kind of funny that Casey's supposed to be college age when he like looks thirty and like on meth or something. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's coming off a bad trip or something like this. <laughs> he's like, the hairline's just holding on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Roy, the stepfather, he's packing up the car when Casey's friends pull up. Uh, and th- this is uh, where we see uh, writer director Eamon Hardman. He's playing uh, Jason. I-, Jason. I didn't have the name at the time, yeah. but he plays Jason. Uh, so Jason, and he wants to take camp- Casey camping too. He's like, hey, we're going to take him away. But he's like, oh, dude, I can't. Because uh, he wants to take him away for some drinking and fucking and drinking and fucking and partying or whatever he says. Uh, he tells him that Natalie, Rain, Henry, and some other dude are coming along as well. Uh, the sound in this scene is really bad. I was just about to comment on this because it's it's obviously they they shot it, but they t- the the sound quality must have been so bad. They went back into the studio and dubbed over it. And it doesn't match up. And it doesn't quite match up. You can tell they tried. Yeah. They put they put the best foot forward, but I'm sure they're on a shoestring budget. And it was just it's it's pretty. Yeah. It looks bad. like a, it, it looks like one of those bad Japanese dubbed monster movies or something like right, that. Right. It, right. It, right. It, there's spots where you, it's not doesn't match up. Uh, 
but Tacey, Casey tells Emma that, hey, you know what? I can't. I have to go with Roy. But hey, uh, why don't you guys come camping nearby? And I'll sneak. Basically, I'll sneak away. We'll hang out and whatever. So that's what happens. We cut to some driving shots. Now, I will say these nature driving shots, I think, are some of the prettiest, most beautiful shots in this movie because they're they're bright and they're vivid. They're just gorgeous. And it makes me confused to what happened here because the driving scenes that look so good, but then we go back to the rest of the movies and they look very crappy in comparison. They look very muted and very dulled down. Like, and it's like they shot the driving scenes like some kind of like super modern digital HD camera, and then the rest of the movie was shot like just like an old VHS camcorder. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, that that shot where they're driving, it's a long shot. It too. is, but the sky is so vividly blue. You can see the blue. mountains. You can see the mountains in the background. You know, it's I mean, not even that, but there's like, yeah, and there's, there's but, some shots of like an owl and some night sky later. Yeah. Like, there's some mm-hmm. nature shots that stick out that are just gorgeous. Were these stock shots that maybe he just had access to via public access? I don't know. Or public domain, I mean. May, I, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so we go to Casey and Roy driving. Roy, at this point, is trying to apologize and start to, you know, for his attitude and try to start bonding with Casey. He's, you know, he, Roy does makes an all effort at this point to really trying to. Become buddy buddy. And he's put, putting the best foot forward. He is. He's trying hard. And they tell him that, hey, we're gonna go camp at Camp Wood, the place uh, where he Roy used to camp where he was a kid. So it ties it all back. Ties it all back together. And uh, you know, like, hey, we're gonna stop and pick up some beer first on the way in front of his convenience shop. And now at this point, I'm thinking, oh shit, we're gonna get fucking Bert Fleming here. We're gonna go back to the the, the bar or convenience store from the very first movie where he first met Bert and Teddy. I'm like, oh, we're gonna wrap it all back. That's what I thought too. But then we jump to Eamon and or Jason and Rain talking in like a gravel parking lot in front of some woods where we're introduced to Henry and Natalie, who are a couple. And Henry talks like a mixture, like a stone mixture of like Keanu Reeves and like Matthew McConaughey. His voice drives me nuts in this movie. I hate it. I gotta say, I hate it the way he talks. Uh, me too. And we also know there's some tension between Rain and Natalie over. Uh, something happened in the past, and they were Nat- best friends. They used to be best friends, and now they got all butthurt after Rain had promised her that they were the two of them would go off to college together. But the last moment, Rain decided she couldn't go, and so she didn't. And now Nally's all like butthurt about it. <laughs> I love how you say butthurt. Butthurt. <laughs> uh, and we also know that Nally's father has supposedly bought Campwood, which really doesn't play into the movie at all. They no. mentioned like twice. But it has nothing to do with it, Yeah, really. it doesn't have anything. To, it, it doesn't come back. So I no. thought maybe that would come back in some way, shape, or form. Nah. Yeah, not really. Um, now, there's also, during the scene, a very, very odd camera shot that instead of, like, focusing, like, you know, we had to pick the, the actor's face. Totally out of frame. Like, no, the, out of frame. no the, the camera's, like, focusing on, like, Their chest. on Amy Hartman's chest. And like you like the left arm of of of, of, of uh, Rain, like Missy Dawn's character. Yeah. So you have like a chest and an arm for like a good like twenty seconds or more. It's like what is happening here? It was really bad. I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be intentional? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Did the camera no. just kind of start falling asleep because I dipped the camera it's, down or something? Like what happened here? They just not framed the shot and said, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Are they trying to be like all weird and artsy? Or like, let's be crazy. It's such a weird choice. I don't think so because I don't need anything really like that again. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't work. It's just weird. Um, so uh, we now we go back to Roy and Casey at the gas station. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. We're going to see Bert Fleming. Nope. Roy just comes out with the six packs and they get right back in the car and off they go. Uh, and I got to say, I was bamboozled and hooked, like just flabbergasted. We didn't see get a Bert Fleming cameo here or at least a reference 
because uh, I would I would thought for sure he's we would have because he's been in every other movie, but this one he's not. Bert Fleming's character does not make any appearance or even mention him at all in this movie. No, which you're right. take that for good or bad depending on how you feel about the character. But it's just so when you have such a like become such a, a, a staple or such a you hammered it home in each of the characters yep. each movies and then you don't have them. It's like wait what happened like what. I was, you know, it's funny because you've heard me talk about Burt Fleming's character before. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I love him, sometimes I hate him. Most of the time he just goes too far. I like what he says, but sometimes he goes too far. But I agree. I was totally bummed that there was no Burt Fleming. Yeah. I was, like, looking forward to it, at least part of it. A Burt Fleming and a Teddy. There's always been a Burt Fleming and a Teddy in these movies. And there has, now there is not. Like, it's really weird. Like, why all of a sudden did they not do that? No, and this is not a pork chop movie necessarily. This is Pig Girl. But it's the same. It's same pro- universe. And they talk they reference po- Yeah, exactly. They reference Porkchop. Where is Bert Fleming? Yeah, like exactly. Damn it, Eamon, where is Bert? <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> so uh we go back to Eamon intense. and Rain, and they let this character named Sam out of the trunk. Now Sam's played by Sam Qualiana. He's been in the last three movies as well. Uh I do say again, I like Jason in this movie. I like the way Eamon delivers the lines and portrays Jason. He's probably my favorite character in this movie. Uh just a side note there. He's I, like Burt Fleming light. He kind of is. Mm. Yeah. Very, but not. Yeah. Very, very to- dialed, dialed back though. Toned down. Yeah. But they do open up that trunk. They open up the trunk and Sam's in there with the beer. With the beer. And he starts saying something to uh, Rain, the character Rain. He's just, she's like, what's going on here? And he goes, well, you know, why don't you just go ahead and grab the beer and stop uh, being a cunt. Yeah. And, and, stop was, being a cunt. and it's just the way he delivered it. It was, it, I know, it, I, it, Eamon is probably, like I said, he's probably the best, for a guy who's not really an actor, to me, he did the best in this movie, like, he delivered his lines it made me out, It made me laugh out loud, that part yeah, right it, there. Yeah, at a lot of points. Like However, that. sometimes it's hard to understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, he does kind of, at times, have a tendency to kind of mumble, mumble a little bit, a little yeah. bit, it makes it hard, but, like, otherwise, I think he's on point. I love, I love, I love the character of Jason in this movie. If you're going to be doing that, I guess it's a West Virginian thing, the way they speak, that Maybe. cadence, the way you do it, I mean... If you're making a movie, Bert does it the same. It's the same type of speech pattern the way they speak. Bert Fleming and this Jason character. Yeah, just Bert is like on but, crack though. When but he's, he's loud and you can hear everything he's saying. Whereas Jason, the character Jason, is he tends to mumble sometimes. It's hard to understand what he's saying. Although if you look back, Jason is very similar, to basically, to the Teddy from the very first movie. I mean, they're almost like interchangeable. Well, he's quiet. Uh, Teddy was very quiet. Yeah, and played by the same character, delivered yeah. lines the same way. Um, Anyway, so now the group is hiking through Camp Wood, and they pass the old cabin, which we've seen in the previous movies, exact same location, um, and Natalie mentions that her father, even though he bought the place, couldn't afford to rehab the cabins, but hey, at least the paths are clear. So that's the last time we mention that it ever comes up. So again, there's come really back. no point to that, yeah. why you even have that there. So Sam's talking to Rain, tells that he has a cousin that came out here before, and she's like, oh, well, how do your cousin like it? And uh, Sam replies by saying, we're still waiting to find out. He hasn't come back. So, again, another maybe, obviously, link to some of the previous movies. Poor chat movies. Um, so, like, yeah, connection. Now, I did want, I did make me stop and think at which character he could have been the cousin. And my guess, my guess is that it would be maybe Simon from number two. Uh, but there are some gaps in that logic of why it would be there. So, I could, it could be a wrong guess, but I don't know. That's my, my, Unless he's something from somebody. I've got nothing. Morning. I've got nothing. Um, so, of course, we get the cliche shot of the killer watching them from inside the cabin as they go by, which is almost a shot-for-shot shot 
uh, uh, well, reshoot or of from the very first week because we see Porkchop in the cabin watching the group go by. Right. Only they, they had lawn darts in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, group yeah. Uh, <laughs> At least this group has more beer. Yeah, they have more beer. <laughs> uh, so we go back to Roy and Casey. They arrive at Camp Wood, unload the car, they start off on their hike to the campground. Now, I noticed that the, Roy has this large, like, camping, like, proper backpack with, you know, proper gear. But the backpack's empty. It's completely flat. So he has the backpack, but there's nothing in it. This is Marshall's biggest pet peeve. Is when Pete, when it's it's like the logistics of moving equipment to the location and how they don't show <laughs> it in the film. And several movies that I we know. reviewed, they're just like driving in a little jeep with nothing with them, and then all of a sudden the next scene is like a massive tent, like campsite yeah. setup, and you're like, ah, <laughs> how do they do this? It doesn't make sense. And dude, it's, I know you're totally right, but God, it gets me. Every time. It does. It drives you nuts. Like, how hard would it be just to show somebody holding a tent? Like, he's got an, a backpack that's completely empty and, like, uh, one of those, like, like fold-up fabric chairs in, a, like, a, a sling pouch over his shoulder. And, and then uh, fucking Casey has a book bag over on his back. Yeah, he's that's got, like, all they have. Bag. But yeah, they have, they show, like, tents and beers and, and like, all this shit. But they don't, ah. <laughs> drives them nuts. Drives me nuts. So, anyway... <laughs> they too pass the old cabins and Roy shows him the cabin that he used to stay in as a kid. And he's like, he's again, he's just again, he's trying very hard to bond with Casey. He's being nostalgic, trying to bond. And Casey just ain't having, it. he don't give a shit. He's being a dick. He is being at this point. Casey is being a dick. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no need for it. Cause Roy, because at the first, when we first meet Roy, you kind of like, okay, maybe there's like Roy's this, you know, asshole stepfather. But Roy's like, hey, you know what? I apologize. I was yeah, wrong. He's trying. And, and he's trying. And Casey's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. I think Roy's the best actor in this movie. The he guy might who be. plays the guy who Kenny plays Bass. Roy. Yeah, I think he does the best. I have to tip my hat. I think he's the one who has the he's I think he was the best actor. All right. All right. Uh, so now we get some more really pretty nature shots as you know, as more time passes. And we rejoin Roy and Casey sitting in front of a small campfire. They talk over some beer before Roy goes up, gets off to go take a piss in the woods. As soon as he walks away, Casey spikes Roy's beer with some kind of pills. Does he starts pouring pills in his beer? Could be sleeping medication, could be opiate medication. Who knows? Something's gonna make knock him out. Yeah. Basically. Roy comes back, drinks the beer, and then just basically immediately falls asleep. He's like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Which again, instantaneously falls asleep from the, yeah. No, no. <sighs> Fuck it. Come on. <laughs> Uh, and Casey takes off. He stops to piss in the woods. and just so happens to run right into uh, Jason, who's also pissing. So, yeah, this, this is where there's so, like, again, the logistics of this. <laughs> yeah. So, Roy's campsite, Roy and Casey's campsite is right next to the group's campsite. Sort of. It's in the same so area. Close enough that you yeah. can find it in pitch black. Yeah. Or run in the right direction and just happen to run into <laughs> your piss pal. You know? So. Yeah, it's, it's a little far-fetched. Um, so. For okay, so the two of them they have a little exchange, which is it's fine. They head back to uh Jason's camp to the party camp, we'll call it. Yeah, camp party and just basically cute drinking party and montage, uh, which goes on a long time and it's even done like sped up, they speed up the, the, the footage so it's like all fast moving, yeah, and they, but it still goes on for too long. And uh, <laughs> the music they use is uh, from. Uh, National Lampoon's um, European Vacation. Uh, it's by Plastic. Oh God, what's the name of the band? I, I looked it up because I like this song a lot. It's uh, actually 
a catchy. It, yeah, it's is a it because there's... Plastic Bertrand? Yeah, it's Plastic Bertrand's name of the group that does it, and it's like um... because in the crash, it's not. There's no the that song. There's nothing listed in the credits on their. Music. I know, I know, it's not, and it because I was very curious. I was like, do they have the right to that song? Because that's a pretty. I've I've listened to that song for years. It's a pretty famous. So, like for me, it's a, I like the song a lot. Uh, it's catchy. It's French. It's uh, I think that's. I think the name of the song is uh, for, "Please Forgive Me," "Caplan pour moi," which means "This Life for Me," um, and it's a catchy song. Yeah, it's a really catchy song, and it was, yeah, it was definitely used <clears throat> in um, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Okay, uh, I did notice, of course, they I noticed the beer they were drinking some Bud Light, so good old St. Louis brew, and then of course some Pabst Blue Ribbon. Good old St. Louis brews. Yep. Come on, uh, I, I I I get it. Bud Light, you know, Anheuser-Busch. But, man, they got bought by InBev. I know. Fuck, shut up. We don't have to bring that up. St. Just... Louis politics. Saint... It's still St. Louis bro- born and brewed. That's true. You can't take that away. That's true. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, however, like I said, this thing goes on way too long. Uh, I did get kicked out of the fact that Sam is wearing a Snow Shark t-shirt. Which, yeah. Which is the, an actual movie that the actor Sam Qualiana, like, did. He's in, yeah. He's in that movie. Yeah. Um, so, so, I like that. Yeah, after the montage, Sam is talking to Casey about how to get a girl. Like, how do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then it, it's a short scene. He goes over to talk to Rain, who's drunk off her ass. And pretty much instantaneously, the drunk Rain just takes him out into woods. The fuck? Yeah, he, well, like, it's kind right. of it's kind of fun delivery. He's just like, "Hi, how you doing? You want to go in the woods?" And I don't know. Uh, and she goes, "Fuck!" And all right, let's go. And he's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, good for her. What a good girl. What a good girl. Uh, back at the camp, at the fire, the rest of us sitting around talking. Natalie wants to know why Casey, who had the highest GPA of all of them, didn't go to college or dropped out or whatever bullshit he did. Uh, Henry then also mentions something about a robot that Casey made. Casey corrects him saying it was an animatronic, which maybe again, because for those of you who have listened to our past episodes. Is this a seen, reference to Elrond? Yeah, is this a reference to Elrond the robot from earlier movies? If so, I'm fucking confused because in the past movies, it was well established that the character Richie was the one who made Elrond, not Casey. Unless Casey worked with Richie, but they don't seem like the type that would be to, you know, correspond or hang out together. And also, Porkchop, the original one, I believe, was set in the 80s. Yeah. Which is a big time gap between Porkchop 1 and Porkchop 3D because it was, I think, supposed to be the 80s and where we saw Richie did. So that means, like, 30 years have gone by between Porkchop 1 and when... So Richie was in that wheelchair with a dart in his head for 30 years. So this is something also I wanted to comment on <laughs> towards the end was also Roy used to go to Camp Wood. Was he... Did he come across Porkchop in any way, shape, or form? You know, because he's been going there for 30 years around the same time yeah, what, that Porkchop been... 1 would have been. That's a great point. Like, what is happening to the timelines of these movies? Like, it, there's some convoluted, weird shit going on here. There's there's some misses, but I kind of like it. Uh, so this this conversation never really goes anywhere, and everyone splits off into two groups. Uh, Casey and Jason go one way, while Henry and Natalie, they go off on another. Uh, we cut to Sam fucking rain from behind up against a tree. And Rain looks so far beyond disinterested while Sam is having the time of his life. He's having a ball. He's, He's going to town. Yeah. After the sex, Rain lights up a, a, a weed pipe. She starts, you know, lights up a pipe, which upsets Sam uh, because he's, weed's he's, illegal. He's a man of moral upstanding. Yeah. He's, he's okay with fucking in the woods. Oh, yeah. That's fine. But weed? Uh-uh. Premarital. Well, that's because weed's illegal. Premarital sex is not illegal. Oh, yes. It's, it's laws. 
Uh, so Sam calls her the worst girlfriend he's ever had, even though they just banged one time. And Rain quickly shuts that shit yes, down. Yes, does. <laughs> that we are, we are not in a relationship. And she's really cold about it, too. She's like, no, fuck you, dude. Uh, Sam leaves to go pee. And Rain seems, laughs as he walks yeah, away. She kind of chuckles. And then she just kind of falls asleep up against the tree. She just kind of passes out. So now we cut back to Natalie and Henry. They're making out up against another tree. Uh, he takes off their top. We get some titties. Uh, they go to the ground. And he starts, like, eating her out. Um, he's going down on her. Then we go back to Sam pissing and complaining about how he just fucked the girl of his dreams and she turns out to be this awful stoner. <laughs> uh, during his rant, we see Pig Girl sneaking up behind him in the woods. He finishes his piss and he turns around and right as he turns around, he gets a machete buried right into his face and his head. But it's so fast. It's so fast. It's, if you blink, you'll miss it. It literally, and it's funny because when you see him come down and hits him, there's a wink, wink yeah. sound and then it's, off screen. Off, yeah. It's so it's, that's about as fast as it's on. It's like, wait, wait. It's yeah. like maybe a second long. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what well, did it? Uh, I guess he's dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that, I, that's exactly I, what I, it is. I'm not sure. That's a, can't put it anywhere. That's, yeah. that's pinpoint. Uh, so the next morning, Roy wakes up, finds a pill bottle on top of his beer, and he's all pissed off at Casey. He realized so. he was drugged. Yeah. yeah. So he goes off and starts with Casey. And it's kind of funny because he's when he's stomping through the woods, he's like, when I find him, I'm going to kick his ass. And he keeps on cruising. Uh, well, at the other uh, camp, the others realized that Sam never came back last night after he went to go piss. So they all decided to go off for a search for Sam while Henry is now ready to stay behind just in case he, Sam comes back to the camp. Now, why does Henry get nominated to stay behind? That's you might a good ask. question. Well, it turns out, to answer your question, it turns out that the guy who sounds like an eternally stoned Keanu Reeves is supposedly pre-fucking med and can help Sam with any injuries he may have suffered throughout the night. Uh, if this guy's pre-med, this must be the worst medical school ever because <laughs> he's a fucking moron. He does say, he's like, well, I haven't learned anything yet. So there is there is that defense. He does say that, but still, except in, I don't know. This guy's a goddamn moron. I mean, you could be a pre-med and just, I could be a freshman in any college and say I'm pre-med. Yeah, That's I, the thing about pre-med, which is just like, I'm pre-med. It's like, Fuck you. <laughs> I'm pre-CEO of an awesome company. I haven't known what it is yet, so fuck you. <laughs> Saying pre or pre-med is so stupid. <laughs> so Rain and uh, Natalie, they head off together, and the next several shots are of the girls walking around. They're calling out for Sam uh, while some like really relaxing classical music kind of plays in the background, which is really odd. That's what I'm saying. Like, the tone. The tone of this movie doesn't fit any of the uh, previous tones. You yeah, know, like the the musical numbers that they they choose, like the the way the kills are done, which we'll get into. I mean, yeah, just yeah, I mean, it's really serene and it's really pretty music. It's like, but it's not, which I guess is fine because it's just a chill scene of them talking. So, but it's not building up tension or it's just an odd choice. Yeah. for a horror movie. Uh, but so basically, they end up talking and they end up burying the hatchet, you know, yeah, so, uh, between the two. So yeah, they make up, Rain's whatever. saying, you know, oh, the reason I didn't go to college with you is because I didn't have any money. Yeah, my, my family's poor. My family's we can't poor. Afford it. Like, okay. Yeah. Done. We're besties. Yeah, besties again. So, um, they're walking, talking, and, and, and Natalie happens to get a few steps out in front of Rain. Like she, There's a little bit of a gap between the two. Not much. Yeah. But Natalie turns around to say something to Rain. And right as she turns around, 
She sees Rain gets gets impaled through the chest with a machete from out of fucking nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. You don't even see the impalement. She just turns around. And there's a machete. And sticking. then they just the <laughs> next scene is Rain with a machete through the back of like it's coming out of her it's chest. It's coming right it's coming out between her tits. Yeah, and she's going, ah, ah. Long ah, as that yeah, it's almost comical. Ah, like ah. <laughs> She dies forever. Yeah, it does. Her destiny takes a long time. <laughs> she's like, she This is, is my last time on screen for a while. <laughs> I'm not going down yet. <laughs> so Natalie takes off running and screaming. Or we see Pig Girl go after her, and now we're treated to a choppy GoPro chase scene that hurts both my eyes and my stomach to watch. It's really it's I don't know, it's rough. But I mean I get it. You want yeah, you experiment with the GoPros. First person S. Yeah, it's it's weird. Very uh I guess like hardcore Henry yeah, that movie. There you go. Because you, um, you see like Pig girl's arms. arms like odd, really oddly swayed. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not natural no, at all. It's the most awkward running. It's like I wish I could see like just a shot of pig girl running. Then like, <laughs> just arms wiggling around in front of her. <laughs> so uh, Natalie comes to, like a cliff edge and see no other choice. She leaps off the cliff into the water below. But fucking eight. But instead of swimming towards the shore to get away, she she's has, like, just I'm just gonna float here, maybe tread water for a while. It's kind of a dramatic. It's like probably one of the more dramatic scenes in the movie. She runs up to the edge and she sees the water below. She's like, ah, crap. She realizes she has to get a little bit of a running start, so she has to run back towards Pig, pig yeah. Girl. So and they show that it's like, what are you doing? And then she turns and books it, jumps off the edge, splashes into the water. She's safe. Yeah, and she just and then. She, she just, just treads tread water. water. She just floats around. Just hanging out. Uh, and, but, of course, Pig Girl didn't ima- magically rises up and emerges from the underneath the water Even right we, behind we her. We just saw her. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> just, just saw her looking over the cliff face like, damn, she got away. Yeah. Well, I'll just teleport under the water and swim on up I'm and get her. I'm just going to nitro. Here's my magical pig powers. I'm going to bamf myself right over there. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, she grabs Natalie and drowns her. Nally's dead. That's it. Back at the camp, Henry hears a loud pig squeal, and he's like, fuck this, man. And he, Oh, I think he goes, fuck, fuck, fuck what the fuck, 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 fuck me, fuck, fuck this, fuck. fuck. You know what, it's funny you said, because, you know what, I actually happened to, I recorded this scene, because it's so goddamn awful, and it's ridiculous, so you guys can get a treat of this whole Henry stupid death okay, scene. <laughs> so enjoy this crap. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, fuck, man. I'm fucked. It's fucking bullshit. Worst idea fucking ever, man. Yeah, so that's Henry's ridiculous death scene. Now... What clip- the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, man, fuck this. Fuck, I'm man. fucked. Fuck. Fuck or fuck. Uh, you, unfortunately, the, the pig squeal, you didn't hear that. That I couldn't get that in the club, apparently. But, um, yeah, the pig squeal. And then you hear, what you hear if you listen carefully, that, that's him. He's He gets shot in the back with an arrow. Uh, now, if you listen to the clip, you clearly hear three three, three arrows strike him in the back. Zoom, boom. But uh, yet, when we actually see him trying to run away, there's only one arrow sticking out of his back. And I use the word sticking out of his back very loosely because it's barely dangling. It's falling off. out. It's like it's barely, falling out. It's like they try to 
duct taped the tip to his back and just kind of the weight of the arrow like pulled it down. So it's just like it's like a limp noodle hanging right, off his right, back. Right. It's so, so this is not going very deep. It is not. Yeah. Like it's dude. It's so, I feel like I could do that forever. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell if he's, like, getting off or, or just what. Just by the sound, the audio. For that. It's like, <laughs> anyway, so we cut back to Roy, who's walking through the woods. He trips, and he lands just inches away from Sam's dead body. Now, it's funny when they cut to Roy because they use the exact same shot they had before. When he's walking through the woods, he pulls a pr- aside a branch he goes i'm gonna when i find that kid i'm gonna kick his ass <laughs> he said that was it's the same exact scene is it i missed they, that so part. use that same clip over twice <laughs> and then he, then they take the next scene and he falls forward and he finds sam's dead body yeah and miss chase still sticking out of his head and all that uh we jump to casey's mom now at home watching tv when a documentary comes on about pork chop and the host says that hundreds of teenagers have been killed by pork chop and i'm like Hundreds? Really? Hundreds? Did I miss, like, 70 kills or something? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, the first movie had, like, maybe five kills, if I remember. And then the second one had maybe 10, so that's at 15. And then, yeah, 3D had 22. We, we were around yeah. 22. So that puts us at, like, 35 kills, give or take a few. So where the fuck did the extra, like, 70 come from? Right. Where did that happen? I also find Haya that the mom reacts like... She's never heard of Pork Shop before or Camp Wood, but yet everyone else seems to know about the story of Pork Shop. He's a local legend. Nothing about this makes sense in any way. And, yeah, it's, it's a great point because Roy even talks about his great memories of Camp Wood. Yeah. He had such a great time. We're going to go back there. And you think, especially with all the exposure and whenever we go back on number two, especially number three. Oh, yeah. They talk quite a bit about the mystery, the lore, the, the mystique of Porkchop. Yeah. And they even, you know, it's, it. wouldn't he know that Everybody this Everybody should is... know. I mean, especially, like, you know, they said, like, Burt Fleming, the character was like, he became famous for right. killing pork chop, and then he found oh he didn't kill pork chop, and then pork chop was literally dead because they cut his head off in the third movie, and so once again everybody knew pork chop was dead, but these people act like they've never heard of pork chop, which is bullshit because again like if he this was can't be a big place, yeah it's a small <laughs> town, so like everybody would have heard about these kids getting killed, and at this point this would have been a national story if this was like this would be national headlines all across the country people would have heard about this pork chop character, but they're like oh my god. Camp Wood, what, huh? It the, Again, the continuity between the previous movies and this movie gets all sorts of fucked up in this one. It really gets weird, like, why nothing seems to... Something's following something. Like, even the opening scene, like, that guy, like, oh, yeah, Porkchop was in these woods, yeah. but he's dead now. And now we're like, who's Porkchop? What's this? I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, plus, I don't know. There's, they don't even... He's dead now. They don't even talk about this. Like, Porkchop, you know, is clearly has been dead that's supposed yeah. to be common news but people act like they don't people know. know he's dead yeah anyway so it's like whether or not people know about pork chop is it's constantly changing like i said um so plus the another thing we think about is what about the survivors from the other movies like we had heather who survived both two and three she would have been spreading the word uh, we had Teddy, Bert's nephew, survive number three. You also have Bert fucking Fleming around right. somewhere. World where, famous, yeah. Where are these guys talking <laughs> about spraying, you know, 
you know, they'd be talking, oh yeah, we cut off Porkchop's head. He's fucking dead or he's real. Again, all this goes out the window here. It, it's really odd and it's kind of sad. Like they, they didn't really, you know, kind of make anything congeal or kind of come together a little bit right. better here. Uh, so anyway, we go back to Roy in the woods. Uh, he now bumps into Henry, who basically just falls down dead at Roy's feet with an arrow, one arrow barely <laughs> in his limply back. Limply hanging out of his back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we jump back to Jason and Casey. They're crossing some bridge, this long rope bridge. Um, and Roy spots him from a distance. He's like, oh, my God, there they are. He rushes off to get him. And so the two guys, they're just strolling along. They're talking. Uh, Casey's trying to collect the money from a bet they made about Sam banging rain early in the movie. And again, this scene is just Jason or Eamon kind of as best. It's it's, 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 it's a pretty solid scene. There's some witty exchanges here. Uh, I didn't mind it too much. I I, I thought it was good. I, mean, I okay. didn't mind it, but it just felt again a little long. I can see that a little long, mm. but it's 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 solid. It's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, like I was like, I, this may be the best scene for between those two characters, just their interaction together yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so you have that. Uh, once they reach the other side, Roy just kind of leaps fucking out from nowhere, like frantically. Like <laughs> Roy's a big guy. Yeah, he Roy's a pretty fat dude, but he can move pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, dude, your friends are dead. <laughs> and I was like, we gotta get out of here. Um, in case, like, whoa, I want to go. He's like, no, no, I'm gonna go check this out, Roy. And Jason's like, fuck that, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I get some cell signals, cell phone service, and I'm gonna call for help. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So Jason, he goes off by himself. So Roy and Kate, Roy is like, no, Casey, we gotta go. Like we're gonna go. They head off to the car. Like we'll pick up Roy on the way back, or as we leave, or we'll get, get the car first, and they'll pick up Jason later. So we go back to Jason running through the woods. He stops to rest up against a tree, which we all know now is never a good idea in any horror movie. Never a good idea. Never rest you up against a tree. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Just keep Even moving. if you just have to walk, just keep moving. Uh, so and on cue, Pig Girl pops up from behind the tree, grabs him, tosses him to the ground. Now, what happens next is fucking bonkers. It, it's I, fucking insane. It's weird. It's Pig Girl squats over Jason's face, and I shit you not, I think she pisses on him while squealing and snorting in glee. At least I think that's what happens. It, if, if it's not that, it's just her rubbing her vag in his face. Either way, he dies from this. Did he die? He dies from this. Did he die? He, yeah, he dies. Okay, because I can't tell what's happening. He At goes, first, he goes fucking cross-eyed and he dies. My thought was that he was getting fucked, that like he was getting ridden, but she was a little too high on his chest. It's supposed to be like she's smothering his face with her vag or something, or peeing yeah, on him. Yeah, but I didn't know what was going on. But then they had that above shot where they show, I guess it's the POV of Jason. Yeah, laying down, and it looks like you know her hands are in his chest and she's like bouncing up and down. And I thought she's raping him, raping Jason. It's, it's such a weird thing. Like, I mean, I, but it's like you just can't tell. Yeah. So I mean, it would be a her. She has like toxic, poisonous piss that kills you instantaneously, <laughs> or that her pussy is so skanky and that the sheer smell of it kills Jason. It's one of those two things because he's dead. I think they're. I think she's raping him. I think it was just a poorly executed rape. But how did she get her p- his pants off of him so fast then? I, again, I, I'm saying I just think it's poorly executed. I just don't think it was well done. You know, and I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, we'll have to get to the bottom of this. He will. So uh, Roy and Casey reach the car. Roy tries to call the cops, but of course, no signal. But it doesn't matter because they just get in the car and they drive away. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He's like looking at his phone he's like, damn it, no signal. 
Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> to the car. Car starts. They drive away. Roll credits. Sh- yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. However, now, after the first few credits go by, we are treated to like the longest post credit scene in movie history, yeah. I think. I shit you not, this is like a mini movie and stuff. It's like 20 minutes long of post credit sequence here. So, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sequel. Mo- movie, yeah. movie two, yeah, I guess. Basically. Uh, Roy's at home uh, talking to this, the mother about calling the cops, and for some stupid ass reason, they're like, no, we'll call the cops later. We, we'll can, let, we can let him rest we'll a little bit. We can let him rest we'll a bit. We'll call the cops later. Even though all of his friends have just been brutally slaughtered, we'll, we'll let that go by. You know, it's okay. We got time. Uh, we see Casey taking a shower, and in the meantime, Pig Girl just shows up to kill his family. Like, how does she even know where they live? Like, how does she catch up with them in a car on foot? Like, hey, this makes zero sense. None. So, basically, what happens is the mother gets killed by getting, like, a powered pruning saw. Hedge clippers. Hedge, thank you, hedge clippers. Yeah, they're like power hedge clippers. Yeah, electric, yeah. electric hedge clippers. My parents have. I used to trim. Yeah, we, to we have some on our shed right yeah. now. I used to trim my parents' bushes all the time. And uh, she, so she gets that through the chest or stomach or to- ab- abdomen area. Uh, Roy gets killed while on the phone. I don't even know if he's calling the cops. He's just like, calling a buddy. He's just on the phone. He's just <laughs> really casual. That. You would not believe the night I had that day. Yeah, and Pig- I need to have a drink. <laughs> what? Pigo just walks up behind him, shoots him in the head with a gun. Where would the gun come from? <laughs> I don't know. Where did you get a gun? I don't know. Unless that's supposed to be the gun from the get kill- the killers in the opening, the guy who they could, burned. That's the only be. other gun in the movie. Could be. But again, where'd she pull it out from? Like it's so weird. Now, um, I kind of have a problem with this part because this is like immediately Roy gets killed right after the mom. And Roy's on the phone, which means, like, there's no way. This is a small house. There's no way, like, he didn't hear, like, the fucking hedge covers going, and the mom screaming out in pain. She's dragging herself around on the floor. Yeah, and, she, yeah. and he's just, like, showing on the phone, like, yeah, what's up, guys? You know, just another day, another, <laughs> another day, another day, another dollar. Like, who knows? Like, and he's not, like, any, there's no urgency to, like, holy shit, or, like. Or what's happening? What's happening? Or, I'll be right there. Oh, my God. It's. It, Fucking ridiculous! It, it it bothers me. Like he would be more. Yeah, hedge clippers are loud. Yeah, those electronic, those like gas or it electric just no hedge clippers to are to him. loud. Like, yeah. there's no there's nothing there. I uh, think just like he has nothing at all is going on. But anyway, Casey gets out of the shower, enters the living room, where he finds his mom on the couch with her intestines hanging out of her. She's somehow still alive and manages like to like Casey run, and then she dies. Uh, and pig girl pops out. Casey runs. Like a fucking idiot into like a dead. He runs into the fucking bathroom, bathroom. The, where you, there's no escape. Closes the door behind him. But uh, I don't understand. Again, I don't understand why any fucking idiot person would put in the right mind would put themselves in such a vulnerable position. Not even does he get lock himself in the bathtub or bathroom with no escape. He gets into the bathtub and like just pulls the shower. Pulls the shower curtain. <laughs> like oh, she won't find me here, even though she clearly saw me just run in here. Pig girl breaks open the door. Instantly pulls back the shower curtain and just kills Casey with the hedge clippers. Yeah, he kind of like fades to black. Yeah, fades yeah. to black. And you hear him scream. So now we cut to the host of the documentary again, who's played by Stephen Hensley, who was Mr. Robinson in the last two movies. Uh, he's interviewing like just random people about Porkchop and his victims. And the first one is being is, is Angela Pritchett wearing a really crappy wig. Uh, but she was 
in Pork Chop 2 and 3. Is she wearing a wig or she just get like a bad dye job? No, it's, it's a really shitty wig. Okay. Um, so these interview segments are kind of hit or miss. Some of them are kind of funny and, 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 and uh, others not so much. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen Hensley, I will say, who plays the alcoholic and horny TV host, I will say he does shine overall these because it's not so much him that falls flat because he's really enjoying actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, he may be the one of the best parts of this movie. It's the end of the movie, um, but some of them go on a little too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Hensley and his cameraman end up at a bar where they pick up two townie girls, and I'm I'm really short in this short. He really, this down. yeah. I mean, it's it's but it's it's hard to you can't really talk or else you're just going to talk about the whole scene. Yeah, because it's it's not long enough to really break down and. You just gotta tell. Exactly. And, and, like, you just gotta and I'm not gonna facts. quote everything Stephen Hensley says, even though he has some good lines. Kind of funny. Lines, but I'm just towny pussy or local yeah, pussy, local towny pussy, which yeah, is pretty which good, is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they end up going back to the girls' place, and Hensley gets manages to get one of the girls to take him up to the bedroom for some sweet, sweet banging. And these girls are gothy too. Oh, hell. They, they're goth to the bone. Oh my god, they're gonna put a fucking spell on you. <laughs> They're gonna hex you. They're, yeah, they're super goth. They're not like they're on a track. They're, they're cute girls, yeah, they're but man, people. they are super goth. Good, 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 goth. Uh, anyway, so he, they, he, Hensley and this one girl go upstairs to the bang, uh, leaving the cameraman and the other girl, girl B, we'll call her, in the living room together. Now, girl B wants to show the cameraman her favorite room, which just happens to be the basement for some stupid ass reason. So weird. And so they go down to the basement and. In the basement, the girl says, isn't it creepy? I'm like, no, it's just a fucking just, cluttered basement. It's just a basement. It's like a, it's just storage boxes. And it's just people storing their shit down there. Yeah. There's nothing creepy about it. No. It's well lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even poorly lit. No. <laughs> so Someone's doing laundry next to him like, hi. <laughs> yeah. And, and the girl tells him that pork chop isn't dead exactly. And we cut back to Hensley and girl A. They're about to have sex when Pig Girl, fucking Pig Girl again, bursts through the bedroom door. For some reason, Pig Girl has a beef with this documentary Which, maker. Yeah, exactly. They've never crossed paths. They're, they may not, may not even be in the same town or the like same street. Like, we don't even know where the fuck. How does she show up here is beyond, it's beyond fathomable. It's just, what the fuck? So, anyway, she she kills um, Hensley, the report, with, with, by slitting his throat with a machete. And then just strangles girl A. Yeah. We jump back to the basement where girl B tells the cameraman that Porkchop's daughter is still alive and that he taught her everything he knows. And on that cue, the two of them look over and see Meg in her porky pig mask coming down the stairs with a chainsaw. Yeah, so we cut it back basically to number two. Number two now. And we hear the cameraman and girl B, they scream, and we cut away to pig girl and Meg Exiting the house with a chainsaw and machetes in hand, they black out. Dramatic walk, slow motion yeah. walk across where Pig Girl where across, has, across a suburban street in broad daylight. Broad daylight. <laughs> um, yeah. So black out. Roll the rest of the credits. Now, holy shit, am I gonna rant here? Where the fuck did May come from? Because how? First of all, how the hell is she still even alive? We saw her get shot in the fucking head. She got stabbed in the chest and then shot in the head by the FBI. By the FBI <laughs> in, in in Pork Shop 3D. So how? I, I am so far beyond confused as to what the shit is happening in this movie and this timeline now. Like I'm fine with Pig Girl being alive. That we saw that at the end of the credits. Yeah. That's game. But Meg was shot in the fucking face, basically. And now she's back welding a chainsaw. 
Like it makes zero fucking sense, people. Ugh. None whatsoever. I don't get it. Do they even give a fuck? At this point, they probably don't. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they're, just like, I mean, they're probably just like, you know what? We're just going to do what we want to do, and we're yeah. just going to have fun with it, so whatever. And you know what? That skate's fine, but it's still, it still was what the, the shit. It was at the end of the movie where it was almost like a little vignette. Yeah. It, it was, was almost like a short. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I was going to say, maybe there's some weird time where this actually takes place between the events of 2 and 3, but that wouldn't make sense. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. So, uh, anyway, let's move on to our favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right. Uh, not a whole lot in this movie, but, you know, there's kills nonetheless. So, Aaron, what do you got this week? Yeah, what I mean, compared kill? to what they had last, their last film, or Park Shot 3D, I mean, there was so much to choose 22. from. 22. Uh, yeah, this was a big letdown. Like, they went, I was stunned by that when I watched it. Like, you went from so many kills, and some were pretty decent. In fact, yeah. this one, they just, like, hardly any, and they were so quick. Pretty and so, weak. Yeah, I was like, wow. It, like, Big change. Pretty weak sauce. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, we, we had some pretty lame deaths, like the drowning death. Yeah. That was pretty fucking lame. Yep. Uh, the choking death at the end of yep. the, you know... Girl that A. Was pretty lame. Two, three, three off-screen... Ah! Scream deaths. Yeah. Uh, we had a limp arrow hanging on the back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, we got some pretty weak sauce, so I'm gonna go with, um... Actually, the one that I thought was most visceral and kind of violent, actually, was Pig Girl using a gun and shooting Roy in the back of the head because the blood splattered all over the screen. All the camera, And you yeah. see her, like, holding the gun, and boom, it was pop, you know, and that one actually was my favorite. Okay. Um, I, I'm, you're going to hate me for, I'm, I'm going with the, 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 the ridiculously stupid, uh, Campfire burning tank <laughs> kills. <laughs> Those are so bad. I know, but Those it's are so like, bad. But I'm like, I give them credit. They're low budget. We'd be like, eh, I, it's bad, but eh, they tried. Ugh. I still like it was. I all the other kills, like it was at least the most somewhat creative, and the, the like the one you actually saw the most. Everything else was so damn quick and fast. Like, and if even wasn't quick, it was bad. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I'm going with the fire, the tent, two people. And it's a two for one. You get two people burning. Yeah, two for two for. Uh, so, I don't know, there, there's that. Like I said, not much this week, but there it is. We got it out of the way. All right, moving on to uh, odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Out of how many people voted for it? That one, I don't know. I didn't have that, but it's almost a <laughs> 7 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no surprise, nothing on the site, not right. at all. Amazon. Now this is where I need to come make a uh, correction and a, 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 I guess, explanation of what happened last week. Last week I was a little messed up. Yep. And I said Porkchop 3D for the first time had a five out of five. I was wrong because I had done the notes, the research note. I started doing my notes for this movie before we recorded, and I got confused. This one is the one that's the historic first. Oh. Amazon five out of five. On Amazon.com. Oh, really? Pork Chop Girl, or Pig Girl, perfect five out of five. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, plot keywords, there were none. Surpr- I'm a little disappointed in that. I was hoping there would be some. Uh, but trivia now. I do have a decent amount of trivia about this because I did. There's a commentary track on this one as well, which I watched. And I got a lot of this came from there. Mm-hmm. Some of it did, but a lot of it did. Uh, first thing first, uh, if you really want to, again, show off your, your luscious, luscious you know, checkbook, bank account. You can buy the Blu-ray of this on Amazon for a whopping forty dollars, <laughs> or you can go to the 
Razor Sharp Productions website and get for like ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now a lot something like okay, the girl who was supposed to play Rain dropped out the last minute and Missy Dawn took over. Um, so that was that's why she's playing two roles. That's why she's right, playing yeah. two roles. Uh, the opening scene with the campfire and the two in the tent was not in the original script. It was added much much later. Uh. Eamon, according to Eamon Hardman, he tells all of his male actors who have a sex scene in his movie that they have to go jerk off before they film the scene as a way to avoid getting an erection during filming. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, this is that's from him. This is this is the stuff from uh, the commentary now. Uh, uh, Eamon himself was not supposed to be in the movie at all. Uh, the role of Jason was originally supposed to be a female character, a girlfriend character that the parents did not approve of. Uh, and they actually went through several different girls, but all of them ended in having to back out or got fired at the last minute. So Eamon stepped in. They changed the role from a girl to a boy, thus having to rewrite almost the entire movie on the fly because of that. Wow. Uh, Kenny Bass, who uh, we talked about, is a real-life reporter for a local TV news station in Charleston, West Virginia. Awesome. And also does stage plays, I believe. That's probably why he's one of the better actors. Yep. Uh Kenny Bass and Elvis McComas both suffered minor injuries for, during the campfire scene where they're at the campfire because the campfire uh, exploded from excess of heat. A log popped and like they got singed and burned from a log <laughs> popping Christ. from their face. Uh, during the filming of one of the night scenes, the cast and crew were stalked and circled by a pack of coyotes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, during the scene in the woods where Casey and Jason are both pissing, uh, that was originally meant to be a sex scene between Casey and his girlfriend. Uh, the cast was actually drunk during the party scene, that night party scene with the music we were talking about. Um, and the weed, the pipe that Rain uses to smoke the weed out of was actually just a spark plug <laughs> they had on hand. <laughs> well, if you're in the dark, I mean, yeah, it, it like, yeah. same size. Uh, during the sex scene between Natalie and Henry, the actors, Allie and Scott, were still drunk from the party scene they shot earlier. <laughs> um, this was Allie Meadows' first ever time acting in anything. Um, and so I will say, taking that cut, I don't think she was that bad in the movie, but not great. But was, I give her a break because it's her first time ever being on camera doing any kind of acting at which, all. Which character was She this? was Natalie, the blonde girl. Okay. Um, Allie Meadows did her own stunt when it came to jumping off the cliff. She did her own stunt for that. Uh, the entire scene on the bridge between Jason and Casey was entirely improv Yeah, I mean, it, it felt yeah. that way, yeah. Um, Jason's death scene was a last-minute change. In the original script, it was supposed to be the girlfriend who was – Supposedly going to be tortured in a barn. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the house they film at the very end in the post credit sequence was Allie Meadows' real house. And during the filming of this scene where Hensley and the townie girls are drinking, Allie's father and his new girlfriend walked into the house right as Stephen Hensley is shouting out, Local pussy, let's go upstairs and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Brandon Raker, who plays the cameraman at the end, uh, in the post credit scene is the only actor from the original pork shot movie to appear in pig girl. And he played the British punk guy, Ian in number one. Yes. I was going to ask about Ian. I was like, where's, where's Ian? There he is. Ian survived the first one too. That's fantastic. And so did that one girl. We never saw them again either. Uh, so yeah, he does. It's not Ian. He's not playing Ian, but it's right. the same guy. I love it. Yeah. So there, there's the other connection to, uh, to, uh, blah, 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 pork shop one. So, with that said, that's all I got for trivia. Oh, no, I take it back. I, I have more trivia. I have more trivia because uh, I am in contact talking with uh, Eamon Hardyman himself awesome. through emails. Uh, and we are actually trying to set up an interview. 
to so we might get some of these questions answered we'll get down to down and dirty if we can get to set up if we can get the schedules to work out we will, did he get raped by pig girl we or will pissed have on a, or uh, suffocated with we will have a follow-up interview to answer all questions of all things pork chop the series <laughs> <So> hopefully <laughs> coming up um so here's what the email i'm gonna read it the entire email just because he had took the time to write it. i'm gonna take the time to read it so according to Eamon, uh we lost almost our entire cast a couple days before filming the part that I played in the movie was supposed to be a girlfriend that the parents did not approve of, so I had to rewrite the entire script from scratch in two days and then make the movie. Uh, camp Wood is a real abandoned camp, and the cabins are full of creepy phrases written on the walls and little sat- Satanist shrines, uh, which we did cover in the first one. Uh, like we porked up Our pork trip, that was a real campsite. Uh, the shoot was probably the worst experience we've had making a movie. We had planned on to, uh, to make an entirely different film so even with the new script, we kept running into situations where we had to improvise. Uh, we also had a short amount of time to shoot the movie. I believe it was five days. I might be wrong. So five days to make this movie. The male actor stayed in a farmhouse with no running water, and we had to walk across a field to a water res- reservoir to fill buckets to pour into the toilet every time we wanted to use the shitter. This gets old when everyone has Little Caesar's diarrhea. <laughs> And the women stayed in a beautiful home with running water and central air. May they burn in hell. <laughs> That's directly from Eamon Hardyman himself. Uh, so I thank you, Eamon, for that. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to listen, I appreciate it. Uh, with that. Oh, I have my little piece of trivia. Oh, you have some too. Aaron has something. Teeny tiny little piece of oh, trivia. Oh, look at this. So after they roll the credits and they had that scene where Pig Girl comes back and kills Casey and his, her, his family in their home. Yeah. There's a song that's playing. That song is Sandy by Dion and the Belmonts. Dion the Belmonts, um, oh, God, what are they famous for? Um, i trying to remember. Uh, I wonder why. Why, 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 she ran away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's a little <laughs> little something. Um, well, now, Aries, we didn't get this last time. I don't know if we got the last time before either. But we get to play the budget game. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they spent how much? The budget game. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, budget game. What is the budget for Pig Girl? I am not being fooled this time. You are not being fooled. This movie was really low budget. Like, worse, lower budget, felt lower budget than original Pork Chop. Ooh. We know Pork Chop was $3,500. So I'm going to say this was $3,000. $3,000. Well, Aaron, you are wrong. You blew your wad. But not by much because it's such a low budget. This is by far the takes the cake, the record for lowest budget ever for a movie we've done. Twelve dollars? Fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my god. How could you I can't get any lower. I know. <laughs> Fifteen hundred dollars to make this movie. I mean, it, I I respect I gotta give them props for that. I mean that's it's, I mean maybe this time they they have their own equipment now they're not renting they're buying who knows they're using a lot of same actors which have gotta be friends they're probably not getting paid they're just doing it out of love and, and passion for the project. But that's probably why they had a lot of people quit on them. <laughs> and I, I also think this is why the special effects and the kills were so slack this one because they didn't have the budget. But god damn to make a a full length motion picture on you know fifteen hundred dollars is insane. That's insane. It is pretty crazy. I mean, that's that's some straight up Robert Rodriguez guerrilla film. Yeah, stuff. I mean, like, that's beyond. You know, so I'm just like, you know what? Good on you guys. No, Less no, than three thousand. 
1500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, good on you guys. Congratulations on that alone. Uh, let's move on to five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. Now, like I said, uh, on Amazon, every every review, everything with five-star rating, uh, there were six total reviews at, for in total for this movie. Uh, all six were five stars. Of those six, three of them left a written review. So we have three. From Timothy A. Mays. Razor Sharp Studios is the best! Great movie, great price, great seller, A++++. Whatever, yeah, okay. <laughs> and from Spooks. Simply writes, great film! Five stars. Alright, we're getting kind of weak in these reviews. It's, uh, this is all we got. This yeah, is all I got. Yeah. Uh, last one from Randall Merriweather. Uh, Pig Girl... Okay, this is a title. Pig Girl might actually be better than the three Porkchop movies it follows. Review states, didn't expect much from this one, but but from the cinematography to the vastly improved sound, uh, uh, I don't know about that. Pig Girl might actually be better than the Porkchop movies it follows. Didn't expect the longest post-credit sequence in movie history, that's for sure. <laughs> don't turn it off at the end of the credits. There's like another 20 minutes. That's crazy! <laughs> These people are insane, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Highly recommended. Five stars. That's it. There okay. were, I would yeah. go read one-star reviews, but there were none. Because everyone loves it. it. It's the best movie in history, apparently. I caramba. <laughs> I don't know why I did. I, I, I. I don't know where that came from. I've been saying I caramba a lot. I think it's Amish. Are you of, watching a lot of Simpsons or something? I have been. It's an Amish of Bart. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's... Let's wrap it up. Like, what do we got, Aaron? Final thoughts here, buddy. <sighs> All right. So I kind of have a love-hate relationship with the Pork Chop series. I've always just like, man, these movies are bad. But there's something about them that's just charming enough that puts me over the fence. They're so bad, they're good. You know, I could watch them again. I really could. Um, and, but this one, no. no. I have to say so bad, it's scary. Oh, wow. It's so bad, it's scary because it feels like it deviates from what brought the the, char- the charming kind of fun of Pork Chop. I mean, even from number one, you have Elrond, the 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 robot, bopping around. You have crazy kills, like throwing lawn darts from out of nowhere, kind of silly kills. And girl gets um, fucked with the chainsaw. Girl gets fucked with the chainsaw. Ian kind of does that weird kind of like dialogue with Porkchop at the end before he gets killed. Number two has a lot of wackiness in it too. Number three is full of it. And it's kill after kill after kill. And then and then we kind of deviate from that with Pig Girl. If they're trying to go in a different direction, okay, but. With all the problems that they had, apparently, all the they had to make so much on the fly, maybe it should have just taken a break and kind of go back to the drawing board. It felt rushed. It felt poorly done. The, it, it just, I know what they can do. I've seen what they can do, and I like what they've done. This did not live up to the standards. All so right. I'm going to say so bad. So it's, bad. So scary. bad. It's scary. All right. Um, I, I mirror a lot of your, uh, a lot of your sentiments there. I, I agree with you a lot of your points. Um. I don't know if they were trying to go for a different feel with this one. Uh, and no Burt Fleming? Yeah, exactly. I, um, and like you said, even for him from everything, yeah, they had to rewrite the script and basically rewrite the movie on the fly as they're filming it. Uh, so, you know, that's going to throw things off a bit. But you're right. Like, I kind of agree with you. I think all the other movies, I've watched all these movies multiple times, right? That's because I kind of have to. But um, even though I, there were some great, dialogue exchange moments between Casey and Jason that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, overall, I'm probably, I, I can't go with you. It's so bad. It's scary. Cause again, there's so much not, I, I, 
continuity errors and just disconnect from the previous three movies. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it's supposed to be a spinoff. I get it, but it doesn't still fully connect properly. Like, it's missing stuff. Like, again, where's Bert fucking Fleming? Like, he's your <laughs> cornerstone of, like, every, not just this series, but every movie this guy fucking makes has Bert Fleming in it. Like, where, and then, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm lo- I'm kind of a lost word. I was disappointed. I was hoping it'd be kind of more fun like the previous ones where, yeah, they're bad, but they're at least bad in a fun way. And I do re- I do still highly respect what they did for such a low amount of money. I, I will not take that away from them. That's incredible. But I just think this one loses, comes up way short in comparison to the other ones. Um, so I, I hate to yeah, say it, but I'm going gonna, gonna to say so bad it, it, it's scary as well for this one. Yeah, I mean, watch Porkchop through three. One through three, go ahead and watch them. Enjoy them. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're fun indie horror movies. But this one... Keep on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, they all have some kind of unique kills in them too. Except yeah, like this one, they just kind of again. I, I'm going to chalk up to the budgetary issues, but still, it's just like not much there to work with. Um, all right, so you sound sad that you're saying. I am scary. sad. I'm sad <laughs> because I really like. I wanted. I was hoping we'd finish out. I mean, this is the first time we did an entire Higher. series. Yeah, and I was hoping we'd finish strong. Like just go out with a bang. And it's, again, we went out with like a whimper with this one. It's just not. It's kind of. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I'm disappointed. I mean, Porkchop 3D was kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah. You know, like so the... kills through the roof. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous enough in the mm-hmm. best ways. It's yeah. It's yeah. And and we'll go up to Porkchop 3D and stop the barbecue on the pork steak. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, Aaron, to tell the tell the nice folks where they can find us. Well, they can always find us at our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Again, that's horriblehorrorpodcast.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and also from our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. And, of course, we're on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're also at on Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary. That's the only one that doesn't have horrible horror. So, again, Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary. Uh, listen to us. Give us. Let us know how we're doing. If we're sucking. If we're rocking. If we're rolling. If we're bowling. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, real quick, I do want to give a quick little shout out. I on Friday night, I went out and had some drinks, and I happened to run into a group of guys who were asking about my shirt. I was wearing a bloody bloody Bible camp shirt, and uh, they're like, "Oh, it's a cool shirt, man. What do you go? You like horror movies?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do this podcast." And I told them about it. And, and apparently they do a podcast also. It's called Ghost Party Podcast. Some guys from on the ill side of the river uh, in Collinsville, Illinois. They seem like nice guys. Looks like they're just starting off. So, you know, good luck, guys. Maybe we'll talk a little bit down the road. But just want to give them a little little shout out. All right. You heard it here. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. We'll be back in two weeks because we're taking, uh, like I said, summertime. We're doing every other week for now. So we'll be back in two weeks with another Horrible horror movie. In the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight.